Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, shop time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Uh, it appears, uh, I apologize, Shy. I it was just, uh, as I did the show open, it appears the kids, one of my wonderful, just amazing young boy. I mean, t- having two kids under 10 who are both rowdy, complete lunatics, it's just amazing. What an amazing time to live. Um, and a three-day weekend. <laughs> it appears one of them has been fooling with the <laughs> access box here at home. So if I sound off or up or down, uh, that's why. So if it was, okay, uh, that was a, that was a hot a open. Hot. Yep. Yeah, and guess what? It was pinned in the red because someone was down here playing with the access box in Daddy's office slash gambling room. Yikes. <sighs> hey, Carter Bennett, you guys, let's see this. You're both grounded. You're grounded. Ooh, smoked him. Grounded. Uh, what's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm wonderful, Mutt. Uh, we've got a great Monday night football game last night. Uh, exciting as ever. And uh, You didn't watch back, it. So. You were in bed. You did I not watched, stick around for that game. I watched no the shot. first half of the game, and oh, I said, so oh, there's no way the Raiders win this. It was so good. Yeah, it, it just it felt like that. And, and the world is caving in on Josh McDaniels. Uh, I will say that I, I may, if I get one more Monday night game, I, I smash it like I smashed the last two and bail out the weekends. I'm going to call, I'm going to start self nicknaming myself Mr. Monday Night. I'm going to start doing that because we smashed Ooh, last Monday week. Night, with I like that. 49ers crushed it. Last night we said Raiders plus 7.5 and, and all the Devontae Adams props. Yep. Uh, congratulations. You got all the money. Um, unlike everyone else on social media, I'm not going to now uh, post out that I had some winners last night. <laughs> uh, it's so annoying. Um, 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 but I, I will say this. Going for two was the right move by Josh McDaniels, and you don't know what? football analytics if you uh, disagree with that. What? That's the reality. Wait, hold on, time out. We we have to have a discussion about this now because I we don't we disagree. don't we don't we don't. I, what, there's five what? minutes left in the game. It's not like there was under a minute or even under two minutes. Yeah, and, and what's the most likely scenario in that case? The the way that you, you were see you were sleeping. You were not watching the the, no, no, no. the Chiefs carving up carving up. By the way, two things happened. One. It was make-up call city because there were so many bad calls in the first half on the Raiders. Uh, they started, they flipped it around, gave the Chiefs every home call possible in the second half, and they were absolutely torching the Raiders' defense. If they if they had kicked it and tied it, they would have gone down and scored and won the game with no time left. Typical Mahomes, typical Brady, typical Josh Allen. I love Josh McDaniels being aggressive, trying to take the lead and give yourself a better chance to win that game with one stop. Disagree. Excellent call you by can take Josh. the point there because there's five minutes left in the game. If I would, Mutt, I would totally agree with you. If there was around two minutes or under two minutes, I would 100% agree going for two is the right call, similar to how Harbaugh went for the touchdown against the Bills. I get it. I understand that. But there was five minutes on the clock. You kick the extra point. You tie the game because – generally, odds are, with the Kansas City Chiefs, if they score, there's at least going to be some time on the clock for you. And you're going to have an opportunity. So if, if you wanted to do it, if it was the last play of the game and it's, it's, 31, it's 30 to 29, it's like, all right, you know what? We're going to go for the win here. I don't want to go to overtime. Fine. I'm cool with that. But there's five minutes left. I, just, I strongly disagree uh, on, the, uh, on the thought process there. 
I loved his play action on fourth down. Hit Adams for a big touchdown. I love them being aggressive. You're on the road against Kansas City. Uh, and overtime is probably a loss for you anyway. So even getting over, even getting a stop there at 30-30, to 30, you probably lose that game in overtime, um, given how good Kansas City's offense is. So uh, if you're going to be aggressive, so you're aggressive early with the play action. I like the aggressive late. I understand people did not like it on social media. They also didn't like Nathaniel Hackett the other night doing what he did. It was probably the right move. So these things in retrospect don't look correct. But I, I like these coaches at least outside the box thinking. And boy, do I like the at least the NFL chum. One thing we didn't talk about yesterday, and we disagree on the McDaniels thing late. I do like how more coaches are now going for it on fourth down. Like it just yep. it makes sense in so many places in and around your own forty into the opponent's 40, there's like no statistical benefit of trying a long-ass field goal or punting from there. Just go for it. It doesn't change your odds of winning or losing really at all. Isn't it so funny that a lot of other coaches have started going for it and Brandon Staley just stopped? Except it in is the wild. stupidest spot. He's rattled. He's ra- he, it's I think, so I th- weird. I th- it's I think so he's, dumb. I think he's rattled he's right so now. He's so rattled. Oh, 100%. And don't get me wrong. I don't. Even though I disagree with the thought process, I don't think Josh McDaniels is the reason the Raiders are one in one in what one in four one in three. No, their four their their four losses are all by one possession. Like they, yeah, they they've lost by he's a got a quarterback total of fourteen points, and they've played a, a bunch of tough teams already. Like he's got a quarterback that pats the ball, can't get the ball out. Like should have had a strip sack turnover if not for an atrocious roughing the passer call last night on Kansas City. So. Yeah. I, I, Ross Tucker, who was now guest on Merloni 4 a.m. Mego, was a guest on my show. He tried to convince me that Derek Carr was really like an elite type quarterback. And and the more I watch him, he he's he's fine. He's but he's like I don't know. He, he I I would not trust him as my franchise quarterback. I guess they do because they give him a bunch of money, but. Uh, he's not somebody that – the more I watch him, the less I think you can actually go to an AFC title game or win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr. Yeah, I, like, and this is – as speaking as someone who is a big Derek Carr guy, like I've loved Derek Carr since his time at Fresno State, um, it's, it's, it's hard, but I understand. And, and I, think, I think in general he's probably just above good, but not, by no means great. Like he is in that – like fourth tier of quarterback, right? If you're considering Allen and Mahomes are in a tier unto themselves, and then there's the tier of elite quarterbacks, the tier of really good, and he's probably just at the end of really good or the top of good. So that's kind of where my head's at with him, unfortunately. Yeah, his his QBR, I'll try to find his quarterback rating in a second. His QBR on the year is number 10 in the NFL. Okay, but I, I see that's why I don't like QBR, because in front of him right now are Cooper Rush and Jacoby Brissett. So, <laughs> uh, what about raw QB rating? Well, you want to know who PFF number one graded quarterback is on the year? Uh, if, you, if, if you say Bailey Zappi, I'm hanging up. Geno just... effing Smith, baby. Yeah. Passer rating 2022. I just want to see where he Yes, I don't want QBR, ESPN, you jerks. Uh, ratings, raw rating. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Geno's number one in pass rating, by the way, at 113. Yes, he is. What a magical run. Uh, Derek Carr goes from 10 in QBR down to 16 in quarterback rating. That feels a lot more Yep, that right feels a lot more predictive of me. He's that, That's yep. what he and, – and you know what? Here's what it was, Sean. Here's what I thought. Okay, and I, it's not a Raiders podcast, I promise, but as someone invested in eight and a half wins in the Raiders, I'm sort of into the Raiders this year. I thought Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Jacobs contract year. That part's working out, by the way. Jacobs is awesome. I thought all of that was going to lead Derek Carr to be better than this, but he's he's the guy he's always been with a better coach, 
with a better uh, group of weapons around him. So what am I supposed to think? Didn't, didn't we all think Derek Carr would be better than 16th, five games in in quarterback rating? Yeah, but yes. I, I also think he will um, uh, get better as the season goes on. Like, he's only completing 61% of his passes right now. Like, he's not a 61% completion guy. I mean, over his career, he's averaged in the high 60s, especially the last few seasons. These are his last few seasons. 68.9, 70, 67, 68. So, like, there's some positive regression coming in his completion percentage, which will only make his performance better. And so I think he won't – like, he's not going to be a top seven guy, but if he gets up – I think by the end of the season he could be right up around 10 or, or, you know, breaking the top 10. All right, so uh, I'm going to give you their schedule here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, I am Mike Chris Russo. You are Mike Francesa. Oh, okay. Right, Win loss. Let's go. All right, so they're at one and four now, right? One yep, and one and four. Four. I need eight wins to get my over. Okay. Okay. You, you just, uh, this is just money line. Rest of the season for okay, starting this week. What you got? Uh, uh, Raiders host the Texans. Win. Uh, Raiders at the Saints. Win. Raiders at the Jags. Win. Raiders host the Colts. Win. Raiders at Broncos. Mm, uh, I'll go loss. Raiders at Seahawks. Uh, loss. Oh, you're, you're, that's your genius. I'm blinded. <laughs> uh, Raiders host the Chargers. Uh, hosting? Uh, uh, I'm going to go loss. Raiders in primetime against the Rams. Win. The Rams stink. All right, so you've got five wins. I need three of the next four here to get my eight. Uh, Raiders host the Patriots. Win. That's six. Raiders at Steelers. Win. Uh, how about Raiders host the 49ers or Chiefs at Raiders? That's, that's oh, see, this is the issue. This is the issue. Boy. This is the issue. I, I came to the same number you did. I think I'm getting to seven. I, 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 I don't think way, I'm getting to eight. The only way you're getting the eight there is I need if my the Chiefs already have the number one seed locked up. And they're like just resting guys in the last game of the season. Yeah. That's, that's what you have to hope for at that point. I agree. Um, I also think there's a chance at home they could beat the 49ers and Jimmy G. Like they 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 almost beat the Chiefs on the road. Line. I don't want this to get lost in the shuffle as we bring you Raiders daily here. <laughs> <Becky> <laughs> <laughs> uh, they almost beat the Raiders. It's not a moral victory. We're not doing that crap. But they almost beat them. Okay. So uh, last night was a, a oh they'll get refocused. Of course, they won't have Devontae Adams this week against the Texans because he's going to get suspended for a game. No, no, no he's just going to get fined. It's fine. You don't think he's going to suspend it? No, no, no. I think I, he'll just I, get a bit hefty fine. He, okay. he immediately, before the NFL even launched an investigation, he apologized not only in the in the press conference, but also via Twitter. I think someone holding – go ahead. I think they're just going to take that into consideration. He immediately felt sorry for it. He apologized immediately. They didn't even have to say anything to him. Uh, the, the organization, nobody did. He outright apologized before anybody even said anything. Uh, so I, I think they'll go easy on him and just hit him with a hefty fine. As somebody holding a lot of Deontay uh, Adams' uh, best ball shares and a couple home leagues, uh, I don't want to get suspended, but uh, I, have, I, I hope you're right, Shime, because I, I have a feeling that unless they look at that, the second angle, which does have the guy jumping right in front of him, uh, which I, I started find myself defending Deontay Adams today, I think they're going to throw the book at him and give him one-game suspension because of how bad it looked. I hope you're right, but either way, it's the Texans this week. It should not be an issue. They're home, right. Texans, Sunday at – oh, I'm sorry. Hold – timeout. They're on the bye this week. Oh, so it's Texans next week. 
Texans next week. Okay, hey. Raiders in the bye. There you go. So they have a they can't suspend him this week. So Josh has two weeks to, to sit on 30-29, which is not going to be great. Uh, meanwhile, let's update the NFL MVP odds here. Shine for a second. You and I both holding a bunch of Lamar Jackson. Um, we sure. it took it. It took a step back this week for a couple reasons. One, Lamar did not put up crazy numbers in that win. Nice one over Cincy, but not crazy numbers. And Josh Allen went ham. So Josh Allen is now the two to one favorite to win the MVP. Insane. Mahomes four and a half to one. Hurt six to one. Lamar Jackson six to one. That feels about right. Uh, I would not be betting a dime on Josh Allen at two to one at this point. That's way too yeah. low, but I get it. We need uh, the, we need the Chiefs to beat the Bills this Sunday. Is basically what 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 it's coming down to. If we want our MVP opportunity to have a legit shot here, we need the Chiefs to win against the uh, Bills on Sunday. We really do. Uh, we're gonna. It's yeah. Unfortunately, um, just looking ahead here, like at, because the Bills schedule going forward, they have the Chiefs, but then they're gonna kick Packers' ass at, in Buffalo. Then they get the Jets, Vikings, Browns, Lions, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bears, Bengals, Patriots. They may yikes. not lose another game the rest of the season. Like Who, we, who's need, that again? Uh, the Bills. That's the Bills schedule the rest of the way. They have okay. such an easy second half. It's crazy. Okay, well, our guy Lamar does too, by the way. No, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, for us to have a better argument, they need to lose to the Chiefs on Sunday. And then Lamar needs to really kind of go a ham in the second half of the season. Here's the final eight games for Lamar, by the way. Not, uh, go, the next, he's got Giants, Browns, Bucks, and Saints, whatever. But then starting in November, they get Panthers, Jags, Broncos, Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers, Bengals at the end of the year. There are seven wins there, oh, so yeah. I, I'm not. I'm with you. For, we're not it, dead it, it, by any means. Even even if uh, they both go nuts this weekend, I'm not ripping up those tickets yet because nope. Lamar can go absolutely nuts in the second half of the schedule. Yeah. and if they keep winning games and maybe some attrition by those other teams. A couple of losses there, so I'm with you. We and by the way, that's was that 4:25 on Sunday yes, afternoon. Yes, it is. We get Bills the only and, oh. 4:25 kickoff. There's two at 4:05, but they're the only 4:25 kickoff. And then, and by the way, get, your your Seahawks are also in the four o'clock window this week yes, against Arizona. And then we also get Cowboys Philly on Sunday night. It's an yeah, awesome no. slate of evening night games this week. Good. Well, no, no, not Thursday. <laughs> so well, no, no, no. no. I, I meant on Sunday. I meant on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me clarify. On su- a great slate of evening, night, Sunday games. I agree with you on that. All right, so six to one feels about right. The market's got. I get Allen. He put up video game numbers. Got a soft schedule coming up. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope, Shime, on these 21 Lamar Jackson action, but uh, I'm not feeling great. Uh, meanwhile, it's Tuesday. There is no football. We have four baseball games. We also have hockey. The Prince of Pucks is back. Yep. Prince of Pucks, how are you feeling on the well, hours away from? Uh, the opening night of NHL hockey, which will include our buddy Sean McDonough on the call tonight for ESPN. Yeah, I'm excited. I, uh, I'm i thrilled about the opening to the NHL season. Uh, this is going to be awesome, especially for the off nights where there's no football, nights like tonight, nights like Thursday. It's going to be a great thing. Um, uh, but, no, I'm, I, I think we got two great games tonight. Lightning Rangers is going to be an awesome, awesome game to start the season with. Vegas, L.A., Probably not as good, but still, uh, you get at least one good team in that game, I think. So, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm stoked. I made my Stanley Cup bet yesterday, uh, and I am going to bet both of these games tonight as well. So, I got three picks for you today. All right, Prince of Pucks, this is your leadoff spot. I'm going to get out of the way for people who are new to the show. Uh, Chris Scheim is a degenerate gambler who's also really good at picking hockey games. I have bet like a handful of hockey games my entire life. So, yep. we talk Prince of Pucks in the show. I get out of the way. I don't know if Scheim's going to have hockey picks every night. 
don't know if he's going to stick to the Bruins. I have no idea. For sure, he'll have a, a lean or a take on the Bruins every single day on this podcast. As I'll have a lean or take on the Celtics as they get going here in the next week or so. Um, so I'm going to get out of the way here, Chris Scheim. What are you betting tonight, and what did you bet for a future uh, in the great state of New Hampshire on Monday? Yeah, so we'll start with tonight. Uh, I'm taking in the first game. We have Tampa Bay at the Rangers. I'm going to take the home team. I'm going to take the Rangers here on the money line at minus 115. Um, so it's not awful value here for a home team on the money line, which is great, which is what I love. I think the Rangers are going to be awesome this year. They have two great defensemen. They added Vincent Trocek in the offseason here uh, and to pair with with guys like Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. I mean, Kreider is an elite-level goal scorer. Zibanejad was just mind-bogglingly good on the power play last year, especially in the postseason. Um, so I am expecting a lot of the Rangers, which is why I'm going to start with them at home, even though Tampa Bay, not too shabby in their own right. Uh, and then in the night game, I'm going to go with Vegas. I think L.A. stinks. They they stunk last year. I think they're going to stink again. Vegas actually has a shot at making the playoffs. Jack Eichel is now going to be a Vegas Golden Knight full-time, yep. um, and that, I think, will be very exciting. I think he's going to want to start off on the right foot tonight. So give me the Vegas Golden Knights at minus 105 on the money line. So you get great value out of both picks there. Uh, this household is uh, kind of a Vegas uh, Knights uh, household going forward because the kids realize that Jack Eichel grew up right near us. Yep, North uh, Chelmsford. Nor- North Chelmsford, so now they're interested uh, in Vegas. So I-, I have a rooting interest in them at some level this year. All right, so we've got Vegas and the Rangers. Again, this is a recurring bit here, folks. New listeners might not know. Shime's girlfriend, uh, ridiculous Ranger fan. Huge Ranger yeah, fan. big time Ranger fan. She got mad at me every time I bet against the Rangers in the postseason last year. Uh, this this pick did I would did not consult her. She doesn't even know that I'm actually picking the Rangers. I, okay, I'm picking sure. the Rangers completely oh, okay. separate. Okay. So. Oh, okay. We we believe you, Shime. Nah, okay. You didn't so. tell your girl. Okay. Well, you're gonna uh, be sh- you're gonna be shocked at my Stanley Cup pick then. <laughs> the Rangers. <laughs> yes, I'm picking the Rangers. No, you don't understand. So the Rangers. Right oh, now, you're su- you're such a fraud. Go no, ahead. I know. Go ahead. The New York Rangers right now are twenty to one to win the Stanley Cup. I think the value here is fantastic. This team is young. This team is strong. Like I said, they added Vincent Trocek in the offseason. Igor Shosturkin is arguably a top two, top three goalie in all of hockey. Uh, this team is going to be really, really good this year. I hate, I hate rooting for the Rangers, but I recognize how good they are, and I think there's flaws on all these other teams, especially the teams on the board when it comes to betting this. Uh, I think the Rangers are the most complete team available uh, outside of the Colorado Avalanche, but the Avalanche are just shy of 4-1. to one. I don't like that value. That's why I want the New York Rangers at 20-1. to one. So I guess, it, it should, well, you know what, the Bruins, what, tomorrow they open up, correct? Uh, correct. The Bruins open up tomorrow in Washington against the Capitals. All right, can I get a season-long take from you tomorrow on the Bruins, who are 25-1 to one to win Absolutely. the Cup, 11-1 to, to win the Atlantic, uh, and are goal-and-a-half underdogs to open their season tomorrow at Washington. So I, I, I would like a full I – would, I would get the win total from you, uh, over-under, uh, your Bruins season preview tomorrow in this game. Looking at their line right now, uh, on the puck line, they're plus one-and-a-half, minus 215. On the money line, they're plus one and 25 dogs on the road to Washington. Uh, I need a breakdown from you on what to expect this year from Bruins and how we're going to attack the Bruins starting tomorrow on Wednesday night against the Caps. Yeah, I'm excited. I think this Bruins season is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, we'll break it. We'll break it all down tomorrow for you. I don't. I won't spoil anything. I'll have a full breakdown for you. I was actually just texting uh, with one of my uh, NHL uh, consorts, if you will, oh. uh, about the Bruins. John, An- John Anderson? No, 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 no. He's too busy producing a show, and I don't. Oh. I don't necessarily take his opinions. Uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> 
I'm talking about my actual uh, NHL consorts here. Uh, I was discussing with them, or at least one of them, uh, prior to us recording. So uh, I will be uh, fully prepared for tomorrow. Uh, I got one baseball playoff bet for today. Uh, 337 first pitch. It's the Astros and the Mariners. The Astros are favored at home tonight. Uh, Minus one and a half on the run line, plus 105. Uh, I'm going to play into that. Give me the Astros laying the run and a half uh, against the Seattle Mariners, who surprisingly got past Toronto in the first round. They're a great story. I get it. Logan Gilbert is going today for the Mariners. Really good on the road this year. 8-1 with a 3-1-6 ERA. I think it's some of why you're getting plus money on the run line here tonight uh, for the Houston Astros. However, he has some really bad numbers against some of the uh, the major Astros hitters. Top of their order, Jose Altuve is 5-for-19 lifetime. It's a 421 average. Jordan Alvarez is uh, batting 294 against him. He's 5-for-17 lifetime. Uh, Alex Bregman, 7-for-17 uh, at the top of the order. Three career home runs by those three with a combined OPS over 1,000. Given the Astros at home, over 1.5 on uh, minus 1.5 the run line at plus 105. I also like their team total in this game. Let me double-check it's still uh, where it was today. Uh, this is where I have a hard time. Uh, team total is 3.5. I want the over 3.5 on team total today for the Astros. So minus 1.5 on the run line, plus 105, and I will lay the 135 on their team. They're scoring four runs today. So it's just that that's a, a, be, a, more, a more likely bet to hit, but you're laying 135. Uh, versus the plus 105 on the run line. But I think the Astros are the best team in the American League. I think they're going to win the World Series. And it starts with an offensive outburst against Logan Gilbert this afternoon. And what has really been, uh, I, he's a terrible commissioner, one of the worst in the history of sports. The wild card round for baseball, Shine wasn't watching. I was locked in. Four games a day, back-to-back days. Sign me up for March Madness style. It starts again today. One, two, three, four playoff games today, Shine. Four. Yeah, I think Four. that's cool. I think that's a good way to set it up, especially for if you want yes. to be able to maximize viewership here. I think it's a good way to start. Um, I, I, you're right. I was not locked in. I apologize. Uh, I might get locked in in the championship series, but I'm still. Uh, I am focused on football and hockey at this point. Phillies Braves at one, Mariners Astros at three thirty, Guardians Yankees seven thirty seven, and Padres and Dodgers out west. All four games today should be a lot of fun. Subscribe, rate, and review uh, to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Chris Shine, what else for the people uh, on real this quick, uh, Sunday, Tuesday morning? Here, you have some rooting interest in the Phillies too, don't you? Didn't you take a uh, Phillies World Series bet right around the trade deadline, right before they turned things around? I took a Phillies to make the playoffs. Oh, bet. look at you. Okay. So that, that rare thing that I actually was positive in my, in my DK account the last week. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I knew, uh, I knew yes. you had a Phillies bet. I didn't remember uh, exactly what the future was, but I'm uh, glad, uh, glad we brought it up. But right when they, right when they, the day they fired, uh, uh, what's his name? Joe, Joe Girardi. Joe, Joe, Girardi. Joe Girardi. And hired uh, Rob Thompson. Correct. Uh, my buddy Jack Fritz, WIP, said the bet today, right now, folks, he said Rob Thompson is going to be a great manager for this team. Bet the Phillies to make the playoffs. And it was like a little a one and a half. It was a plus one fifty, one plus one sixty. But it was nice to have in the account. It was nice to have that ready and ready to fire on uh, uh, Raiders plus seven and a half last night. Oh yeah, not well, gonna complain. You doubled it up again. Look at you. Not going to complain. All right, so tomorrow we will have uh, more baseball. We'll have our midweek football ideas, and we will have with Chris Scheim. Bruins season primer, how we're betting them against the Capitals, how we're going to bet them this season. Uh, for all the updates on Twitter, BetQL Boston, you can find it there. Uh, Shime, excellent work by you. We will talk uh, tomorrow. Maybe an idea about Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi tomorrow. Woo! For Shime, who's going to play? Can't wait, Mutt. Enjoy your playoff baseball and enjoy the opening of the NHL season. Woo! See ya.